check out my new book, Coping Courageously, a heart-centered guide for navigating a loved one's illness without losing yourself. It's appropriate for you as a clinician, for your patients, and for anyone you know who has a seriously ill loved one or an aging parent. Check it out and tell a friend. Welcome to the Integrative Palliative Podcast, where we talk about integrative symptom management and physician well-being, because every physician deserves to have satisfying work, and every patient deserves an effective and joyful physician. Let's get started. Welcome to the Integrative Palliative Podcast. I'm Dr. Delia Caramonti, and today we're going to talk about a kind of therapy that I only recently learned about. So full disclosure, I'm no expert, but I want to teach you what I learned. And this kind of therapy is called cuddle therapy. Cuddle, like cuddling, cuddle therapy. I didn't even know that this was a thing until recently. I was actually doing research for a different podcast episode that's coming up, and I came upon this kind of therapy, cuddle therapy. And so I went down a rabbit hole and I had to learn everything that I possibly could learn about cuddle therapy because at first I wasn't even sure it was a real thing. It turns out it is a real thing and there there appears to be some significant benefits. So anyway, I wanted to tell you about it. So the concept is that there are trained and even certified cuddle therapists, and they provide non-sexual touch. So you might wonder, why, why do we need this? Well, the truth is that our society suffers from chronic isolation. We're touch deprived, really, and maybe particularly after the pandemic. Right now, it's July 2023. And people have been more isolated from each other over the past few years than they had been before. But even before, we live in separate places. At least in America, we tend to have family members living in different homes. So other than sexual touch, adults don't get a whole lot of touch in their day. And we do know from studies of children and studies of primates that uh, as a child, a lack of a touch can be can be not only psychologically extremely distressing, but also physically distressing and can even lead to a reduced lifespan. So touch is important. We don't get that much at home other than sexual touch, and it can help with loneliness. It can help reduce depression, anxiety, and can just make people feel calmer and more connected. So thinking of it a little bit like yoga or meditation or mindfulness or massage, professional touch through cuddling can be healing, can be transformative, and is something that we should consider for our patients and maybe even for ourselves. So I only could find one clear organization that provides certification for cuddle therapists. It's called cuddlist.com. C-U-D-D-L-I-S-T.com. And I'll put the link in the show notes. I have no connection with this organization and I can't vouch for them because I've never worked with them. So I'm definitely not saying they're great and you should go see them, but I just want you to know that this exists. This organization, Cuddlist.com, they train professional cuddle therapists. And so they have a protocol that they teach them. And of course, one of the biggest things is about communication and boundaries, because this is non-sexual touch. And so that has to be really clear to the person seeking out cuddle therapy that this is not going to be a sexual experience. And there are protocols about how to communicate with each other so that boundaries don't get crossed by accident. It's done with the clothes on. There's no touching of genitals. There's no exchanging of bodily fluids. That's the rules. There's no drugs or alcohol involved. 
and the cuddle therapists do about 30 hours of online classes. And then to become certified is a larger process that involves doing practice, having client feedback reviewed, and then having some sort of final exam where the cuddle therapist demonstrates their ability of cuddling with another practitioner. Or I think they can actually record their session and send that in for approval. So the idea being, first, you learn stuff online, 30 hours of learning, that mostly I think is about communication and boundaries, at least that's a large part of it. And then you have to do some sort of practicum so that people see that you can do this physical touch support for another person without crossing boundaries. So this field is completely unregulated at the moment. So there's no license, there's no there's no large overseeing body making sure that it's being done right. And I did see that there was at least one case where uh, the client was very upset because it turned into sexual touch, which is against the rules, and the cuddle therapist got kicked out of this organization because that's against the rules. But I think the basic idea is cuddle therapists are quite clear about boundaries, quite clear that there's no sexual touching going on, and then they provide this non-sexual touch in ways like hugging, laying next to each other on the couch, playing with someone's hair, rubbing their back. I think all of it is communicated so that the therapist, the, the cuddle, the cuddlest person is doing what the client wants. And who knows, I've never experienced this myself and I've never seen it done. But I can understand the benefit. I can understand the benefit. And certainly there are people sharing their experiences that it was calming, that they felt cared for, that they felt connected to the other person and even just to themselves, that they felt less lonely. So it certainly seems safe, assuming that the therapist is acting appropriately. It is kind of expensive. I looked on the uh, Cuddlist website, which has lists of various therapists in various states, and people are charging somewhere between $80 an hour up to, I saw, $160 an hour to provide this therapy, which normally appears to be an hour at a time, but sometimes can be multiple hours at a time. They're also are apparently cuddle parties that are organized by people trained in cuddle therapy, where it's like a pile of puppies, I think. They intentionally get people together. Again, clearly not sexual, clear boundaries and communication, but people get together in groups and cuddle in groups. So anyway, I was intrigued by this, and I wanted to share it with you guys. And in reading an article about cuddle therapy, one of the things that struck me was the author of the article was talking about other species other than humans and how common it is to have non-sexual cuddling. Like if you have one dog bed and a bunch of dogs, they may all be in that bed. Sometimes if you have two dog beds and two dogs, they're still in one bed. So it is common for some other animals to snuggle up to each other. It just isn't as common anymore in our human society. And so it just struck me that what might seem unusual, because it doesn't fit with our typical human society, when you think about it from the animal perspective, a bunch of dogs cuddling together in just a, you know, supportive snuggle up kind of way seems normal. And as a matter of fact, we snuggle with our dogs. We just don't as often snuggle with other people to whom we're not related, if it's not in a sexual way. So I think my message of the day is touch is a human need and massage is one way to get touch, but there apparently is this other way to get touch 
And as long as you're doing it with a person who is trustworthy and is not crossing boundaries and you have the money to afford it, maybe it's something of interest. Maybe for people who are feeling lonely, maybe for people who are feeling disconnected, maybe for people who are go, go, go all the time and really stressed out. I don't know. It's something to think about. So the website where you can find certified people is cuddlist.com, C-U-D-D. LIST.com. And again, I have no financial association with them, but also I can't vouch for them because I don't really know anything about them. But if you're interested in learning more or in finding somebody who's certified in your area, that would be a place that you could go do that. And if you do this, or you know about this, or you've done it before, or you're a cuddle therapist, let me know because I am really curious and I'd really like to learn more about this from the inside. Okay, so your homework for the week is either If this idea interests you at all, go look up cuddle therapy and just see what it's about, just to educate yourself and think about it, not only for you, but for your patients. Or if you have no interest in this, be aware of touch this week in your life. Can you increase the amount of touch that you get in some way? Can you have a more prolonged hug with someone that you care about? Can you hug yourself even? Can you snuggle more with your dog? Just be aware of touch. And if there are ways that you can increase the touch in your week. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Share this one. If you know somebody who you think might benefit from learning about touch or cuddle therapy, and I really appreciate you being here and I'll see you next week. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by the Integrative Palliative Institute. We help clinicians to help their seriously ill patients to thrive while creating a joyful life for themselves. Join our Facebook group, which is the Integrative Palliative Medicine Interest Group. And if you want to learn more about adding integrative symptom management to your practice, go to integrativepalliative.com where you'll find some great resources.